Hi, my name is uh, Knut Peterson. Dr. Taylor, thanks for your presentation, and uh, sorry for the little mess up with the PowerPoint. You don't have to talk about it. It works. So <laughs> yeah, no it problem. worked. Anyway, my question is quite simple. Uh, Norway has a kind of a heritage trust fund at about $600 billion. Uh, where are we at in Alberta? And... Uh, do you think we can ever achieve uh, funding our pension by having a heritage trust fund in Alberta? Yeah. Well, we do have a heritage trust fund in Alberta. And we've got a number of funds. We've got the sustainability fund that the Klein government created and the Stelmac government has been spending. <laughs> no, no bitterness. Uh, this is, we're not recording this on TV, I hope. Yep. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. I don't see the camera anymore. Okay. Um, but it was des- – I'll put a qualifier on that. It was designed for that. It was designed to be spent in tough times, and so it, uh, it, it's done – it served its purpose. We also have the Heritage Savings Trust Fund, which hasn't grown really very much. But we're proposing something even different from the Norway Fund. Norway does take what we're doing and take its natural resource revenue – and um, oh, you got to keep it close. Okay, uh, and take its natural resource revenue and put it into a fund. But they do investments around the world largely, and what we're talking about is using this fund to stimulate growth of an alternate economy, a broader-based economy in Alberta. So similar principle, different utilization. Hi, Bev Mundell-Atherstone, also Ph.D. in Ed Psych from the U of A. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, um, since you have your Ph.D., I, I question why um, there's not more research in your document. And I noticed that there were no women and no people from other parties in, as part of the 12. It was very much oil-based. Uh, if you look on, on page 61 of your document under theme 3, you tame tend to blame obesity and diabetes and so on on lifestyle of the individual instead of looking at new research out of UBC, which indicates gastrointestinal tract is laid down prenatally. So um, I'm concerned about the lack of research. I'm concerned about the lack of looking at the roots of problems, which is poverty. Okay, well, let me just correct you to start with. Uh, there were women involved. Elise Allen's the CEO of GE. Jennifer Walsh is the, uh, uh, she's an Oxford professor. Anne McClellan also. So there were women involved from every category. Uh, so that was incorrect. This is not designed as a research document. We talked to a lot of researchers. We met with many Albertans. It is not designed as a research document. It is a document designed to create discussion. And already you and I are creating discussion, so I'd say the document is, um, is uh, serving its purpose. I happen to have a daughter, as an aside, who's a PhD in public health, She's a registered dietitian as well. And her thesis, her doctor, she just graduated this spring, uh, U of A, uh, her thesis is on di- type 2 diabetes, lifestyle, and lifestyle, and basically what she's, and women. And what she's very clear on in her thesis, uh, 
It's on the U of A website. What she's very clear on is lifestyle issues are more important than anything when it comes to determining type 2 diabetes. So yeah, that's type, a good... Type 2. Type yeah. 2. Um, my point about research was it implicit in your, in your document is the lack of looking at research to make decisions. Yeah. And also there were no aboriginals on your... T- 12-person committee. Yeah, actually, Jennifer, no Walsh, Jennifer Walsh from Saskatchewan is an Aboriginal. Okay. She's a uh, Harvard or uh, Oxford professor. Okay, and She's what from, about poverty? She grew up on a reserve in Saskatchewan. Okay, but what about looking at the roots of the problems, looking at poverty? Well, we talk about poverty in terms of early childhood, and we say if we're going to really make a difference, that's under the theme. I don't want to spend too much Page time. 61, um, theme 3. Yeah, theme three, uh, we talk about the necessity of investing in early childhood education. That's where I did my research as a PhD. I worked in Australia with a- with Aboriginal groups, in Labrador with Aboriginal groups, in Saskatchewan with Aboriginal groups. And this, once again, it is not a research document. We need not to designed to push research. It's designed to create a discussion amongst Albertans. Thank you. We need to look prenatally and put more money into poverty. Thank you. See, we're having a good discussion already. You bet. You bet. Dr. Taylor, you had 11 years in the inner sanctum of, at Edmonton. Yeah. All right? Yep. And you're the target for today, I'm sure, it doesn't matter where you go, <laughs> at being an environmental minister alone. We're 60 years behind in reclamation. I'm sure your, your record is no better than today's environment ministers. I just want to ask you one question. I, don't, I didn't appreciate you running down the most famous woman <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the world. Maude Barlow is She's being a scaremonger. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. We're going to have a good discussion yes, about uh, that. Okay. She's a fearmonger. Okay, let's let's leave opinion. it to questions, <laughs> not I'll commentary. I'll ask, the, I'll ask the questions. Firstly, we have asked four ministers of the Crown we have asked four political leaders. We've asked two political scientists, one from Lethbridge, one from Edmund. What is our royalty on oil and gas? That's the number one secret, okay? And you as the leader of this so-called part, uh, council, are you going to recommend to the new uh, well-spoken premier to let the people of Alberta make their decisions on the, uh, on the royalties on oil finally for a change. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're finding the new premiers. I absolutely believe in grassroots decision-making. That's why I talked about, you know, when we're starting to look at health care, how we make decisions about health care. I believe it has to be made around the grassroots and percolate up. That's why I talked to you about this group. You know, you might not agree with the report, but if you can agree with some things and none of the things, it's important for Albertans to have a discussion. It needs to come up from the grassroots. The best decisions are made locally. That's why I believe health care decisions are best made locally. There needs to be school board decisions are best made locally, and I believe that needs to percolate up from the grassroots. Oh, well, on oil sands, they moved from 2% to 25%. Uh, once the uh, my understanding is this, they may have changed. I mean, I haven't looked at this since I was in government. Uh, once the uh, capital is capital expenses paid for, then they move to the higher rates. And we actually had a company sue us 
when I was in government because we changed the royalty rates on them. And you can argue maybe that's not enough. And that's a legitimate discussion for Albertans. Um, and they were building a plant that was some distance from the existing plant that was going to be paid off very quickly. And they tried to sell it and say that distant plant is going to be part of this new plant so, the new, so that you can't raise our revenues. The court ruled in the favor of Alberta. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Taylor, thank you for coming today. Uh, Ruth Alzinga, and uh, uh, you had mentioned that you love the mic. I can't say I love it, but I do have a, a question for you. And thank you for your flagships and the, and the uh, uh, overview of it. Uh, but you ended on a sour note, uh, wanting to raise revenue, and you want us to be uh, cheerleaders for a uh, sales tax. And I was asked at my table why we shouldn't be. I said, well, because we're unique. But be that as it may, uh, I wonder how many other places your committee has really looked to raise revenue. I happen to be a power of attorney on my aunt who lives in a in continuing care residence in BC, and I am appalled at how expensive it is. It is a bargain, and I know this won't, this will not be perhaps, uh, uh, Albertans might not be aware of it, but our long-term care is a bargain. In BC, it is means-based, as is in Alberta, our lodges are. And I think that you're looking with the sales tax, you're looking at something that's so maybe obvious, but have you looked behind the scenes at what people, and it's not politically, I, I, it's a hot potato. But I do think there has to be more user pay. And there's, been, there's no, it doesn't matter if you're a prince or a pauper. It's so much dollars a day for long-term care. In BC, it is based on two items in your income tax return. And for the same room, my aunt's room, I was managing her money for her. I guess I was doing a good job because they looked at these two things and it was raised $700, same room, from one month to the next year, based. So I don't know if Alberta is brave enough to at least look at the cost of long-term care because that is what's going up. So I, I ask you have, you, have you looked at other avenues than this, this middle class and giving them all a sales tax? Yeah. Well, let me start very clearly by saying the Premier's Council does not recommend a sales tax. Okay, it talks about uh, reducing expenditures and raising revenues. The recommendation of a sales tax is Lauren Taylor. Okay, and whenever I speak, I do it because it creates a lot of interest and creates a lot of discussion. But it is not in the report, folks. All the Premier's Council says is we need to uh, take three percent a year out of royalty revenues and put it in to this uh, Shaping the Future Fund, and then from the shape, uh, you, then the government and Albertans have to figure out where the 3% comes from. There are many ways to raise revenues, but when you look at 30% of the budget, it's about $10 billion a year, okay, over 10 years. So $3 billion a year next year, if the government was to do this, has to come from someplace. I don't think you raise fees on anything in Alberta enough to raise $3 billion. It was my personal opinion, to raise $3 billion. We did not do an economic analysis. Our, our first stage of this is to simply create 
a report of what things could be. The next phase, if there is one, if the Premier comes to us, which I hope she does, says, how do you implement this? That's where you get into the details you're talking about. How do you implement it? How do you implement a royalty uh, structure? How do you implement this? We're not there yet. Maybe we'll never be there. But uh, this is designed to create a structure. I happen to believe in a sales tax. That's my personal opinion. I, was, I grew up in Alberta. I moved to Alberta in 1945 and have lived here most of my life. But that's Lauren Taylor's personal opinion. It is not the opinion written in the report. Hello, Dr. Taylor. My name's Cheryl Bradley. Oh, uh, I know we've Cheryl met Bradley. In the past. We, yes. I think the first time we met was out in a community hall someplace. I think so too. <laughs> I actually remember that. <laughs> we've had more uh, respect, uh, respectful, respectful conversations discussion. since. Yes, we have. And uh, I appreciate you coming to SACPON, putting forward these ideas because they, they are good food for thought. And I just like to go on record as saying I don't mind paying more taxes. Uh, no, I don't either. Especially taxes on consumption, because I think it's taxes that buys me civilization. Mm-hmm. But the question I have for you focuses on an environmental theme, as you probably expected. And um, you, you opened your presentation with the example of the Keystone Pipeline and how environmental concerns have put that mm-hmm. on the back burner, if not forever, at least for some time. Um, And I have a concern about um, the health of our rivers in southern Alberta. And your report mentions a a water authority. And you you touched on um, different uh, roles for government and the authority in terms of uh, water management. And I guess... Um, and it's probably relates largely to the idea of a watermark and an Alberta water exchange and the fact that our rivers are already um, fully allocated here in the south, that we have rivers that are in degraded ecosystem health and declining. And, um, and so how would you pro- – who would be responsible, I guess, for protected water, for, for securing the water we need to keep our aquatic ecosystems healthy yeah. – well, and one, and oh, how, how would that come to be? Well, I'm very keen on a guy here by the name of Stu Rood. You probably know Stu. And Stu talks about functional flows as opposed to in-stream flows. Stu's a world-class scientist at the University of Lethbridge in water, and he's done amazing work. And he's one of the – I've known Stu a long time uh, when I was chair of the Alberta Water Research Institute, which you're familiar with, which has now been merged into energy environment solutions and, quite frankly, was a mistake in my mind because it's no longer a separate entity. Um, the, we did a lot with Stu. And Stu Root talks about – and I think before you do anything in Alberta – around, and we haven't done this, is we need to look at what functional flows are. And you have the science now. Stu's got some excellent data. He would, if you haven't had him here, he'd be a really good guy to come in and talk to. So he does all the research around Lethbridge on uh, cottonwoods and functional flows. So you take, it's a science-based process. You have to look at what functional flows are. And then from there, and functional flows will be different 
in various places. Around Calgary, you need have a different need of a functional flow because uh, you're, we're never going to go back to kind of original in-stream flows because of the human condition. We're all here. We all need water. We all are going to use water. So you start with a, a scientific ident identification of functional flows. And from there, I think that gets set into regulation and legislation. And I don't think that the government is transparent enough for a whole series of reasons to be able to administer it. I think you have to go to a transparent agency. And one of the things we did when I was Minister of Environment, I always wanted everything, and what we're trying to do with Water Research Institute is put all the data in real time. And we did a uh, airshed monitoring up in uh, around Fort Saskatchewan, which is in real time. And that was difficult for the department to do and understand the need for it because it leaves you open as a Minister of Environment to risk, right? Because you see that data, Cheryl Bradley, as soon as my officials see it. And it leads to a certain threat and a certain risk. But I absolutely am believe that we have to be transparent. And that's why I believe if you go to the, uh, we did a project at the Alberta Water Research Institute with Alberta Water Smart, who I now work for, and um, they've got something you've probably seen at the water portal. And that's designed to give you real-time data on Alberta rivers. You can actually fly I don't know which one's right now because it's in transition. But you can actually fly rivers and stop at various spots, and there's a huge reference source. And uh, the Alberta Water Smart wants to make that much better. But we had, to be frank, we had trouble getting the data that we needed from Alberta Environment because it's not a pr uh, – I don't think it's an issue they don't want to give the data. I, I mean, I was a minister there, and that department, when I was there, was underfunded. I don't think it's probably funded adequately now. Hopefully, with the new regime, it'll be better funded. But I think it was underfunded. And um, somebody's pointing. Oh, more questions. Okay, I'll stop there, Cheryl. And I think they just didn't have the time or the staff to be able to get us the stuff we needed. Okay, sorry. I talked too long, sorry. Good point. Bonnie May, and uh, thanks very much. I'm with the Council of Canadians, so I appreciate that you <laughs> you do take note of Maud Barlow. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I think that she brings to the discussion, which I don't hear with the business model, which has been, mm -hmm. uh, seems to me, in Alberta for the last 40 years, and that has to do with ethics and human rights. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just, no, I, just I, I would. That. Um, it's an issue because Maud talks about water as a human right, and I disagree with that participant. I think water is a human need. And you have a completely different discussion when you talk rights issues and needs issues. And so water to me is a human need, not a human right. So I'll stop there. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, my name is Frances Schultz. One of the things that is concerning me very much about your proposals is the development of these authorities that will be the, the decision makers on issues, whether it's about water or whether it's about something else. It's removed from the general public's ability to kick them out, and they will be all government appointees. How are you going to make them answerable to the general public as opposed to the government? Well, if, 
if we look at AIMCO as an example, and I didn't mention AIMCO, it's a one shareholder is the government of Alberta. It invests $71 billion every year. It is not run by the government. It is run by an independent board of directors that self-appoints. So if they have a vacancy, they go through an appointment, a legitimate public process. Same way as the Premier's Council was appointed. It was a public process in which the public was asked to contribute names. And then the people that were appointed to the Premier's Council really got the bulk vote. Then a group of names was selected, sent out again, and basically voted. And it wasn't a government, well, it was appointed by the government, but all of you could have participated in that process because it was a web-based process. So all of you could have participated. Now, to go back to your question, we have authorities in Alberta that work. We have the Tire Recycling Authority that works, in my mind, amazingly well. We have the Electronic Authority that works amazingly well. It's not government, non-government. Government started the process by appointing the first board, but then the board said, we have AIMCO that invests all the pension funds of the teachers, all the public and pension, public and pension funds, working amazingly well. So how you, what's important about these in the, this Alberta Water Authority is the governance structure and how the public feeds into the governance structure. And so my point would be that the WPACs, you have a WPAC in Lethbridge here, maybe two of them. You have the Alberta Water Council, which is public. You have a number of public, the Bow River Basin Council, which is public. You have a number of public authorities that would be part of the board of directors. I'll stop there. Douglas Mitchell, a quick question. You've uh, talked at length about non-renewable, fossil fuel-dependent energies, and I heard nothing about the future of renewables. And surely, in the long run, 50 years from now, we're going to have to have moved considerably in the same way that Germany, Norway, Denmark have already done. And I would like to know why you did not mention this in your talk. Well, um, from my perspective, I mean, renewables will happen, but renewables can never make up more than 20% of your base load because it's not reliable. Sun and wind are not reliable. It can make up to 20% of your base. Alberta right now produces more renewable than any other jurisdiction, and probably in North America, but in Canada for sure. gets no credit for it. But renewables will happen up to 20%. Um, so we've got to figure out how we're going to generate a much cleaner carbon-based energy, whether it's natural gas clean coal or clean oil to make up, continue on the 80%. We want to thank Dr. Taylor for a stimulating presentation, for your great questions. We thank you for attending today. We need to get him off to Calgary, so let's give him a big round of applause. <clears throat> thank you very much. Thank you. And you, as you can see, we've stimulated some good discussion, so keep it going. <laughs> <laughs>